Hello and welcome back to the Alternative London podcast with me, Gary Means. In this episode, I sit down with East London-based Japanese artist Saki, also known by her moniker Saki and B or Saki and Bitches. I've been fascinated with the provocative imagery that Saki has brought to the streets over the years and how more recently she's refined her practice in the studio to create paintings and drawings that betray her lack of formal training. As we begin to talk about her journey, Saki opened up about some instances of assault in her past that led her to making the work that she does and the whole thing took on a much deeper meaning for me. We talk about how her art has inadvertently been a part of her healing process and how she has managed to overcome adversity to find peace in her practice. Now, Saki's story is an important one and I feel really privileged that she shared it on here on what was her first ever podcast. So, here it is, the Alternative London podcast with Saki. things to be doing in East London on a Friday night. Saki is here with me at the Alternative London studio, drinking Ooh. a beer out of a champagne flute. It's very appropriate. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're very considerate. Hey, Saki. Thank you so much for coming and joining. Oh, thank you so much. Konnichiwa. Oh, konnichiwa. There we go. Konnichiwa. Thank you so much for like asking me and inviting me here. Yes, yeah, I'm great honored. To see you. You've had quite a busy day today already. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 somehow like happens to be. I'm not usually like cycling in London. I'm stuck in my studio most of the times, like all day, every day. So this is very rare for me to just cycle all over the London, and I'm out and talking to you (laughs) amazing nice one um how long have you been in london for so now 12 years wow yeah it's a long time what brought you here basically i was makeup artist before i start street art or painting so i was in new york uh till 2008 or 2007 and the visa ran out in america so i have to find somewhere else so Paris or London. So because makeup for like fashion, like makeup artists or just choices like New York, Paris, London. But I can't speak French. So London then. <laughs> I have no idea. Never been here. Nobody. I didn't know anybody. Yeah. But I thought, like, okay, let's try. So that's how I came. Oh, cool. I suppose coming from New York, which is obviously very... I've never been to New York, actually, but I imagine it's very different to London. But um, maybe was that like a smoother transition into the Western world from from growing up in Tokyo? I would say so, but I guess because of like like my character probably is in Japan or I, I born in Tokyo, so based in Tokyo most of my life. I always knew like I need to get out somewhere. So I always like uh, always love fashion, always love like pop culture. Like I don't really listen to J-pop for like almost mm-hmm. like a movie. You guys probably knew better than me. So I always kind of look up to Western culture, I guess because of we all love like 90s kids or 80s kids love Western culture. So but I guess yeah, probably it, like culture-wise quite similar like a like a you know New York and London is like a lot of like mixed culture but I guess like English obviously helps as well so yeah I guess I guess it was quite a smooth transition to New York to here 
Yeah, I suppose um, growing up in Tokyo as well, because I went to Japan once and cult- I absolutely loved it, you know, yeah. but like culturally, it's uh, it's very different to the yeah. UK and you feel um, very kind of alien there as a yeah, Westerner. And there's not many places in the world where you feel that alien as a Westerner. But, um, but I felt very welcomed and I absolutely yeah. loved it. But you just kind of touched on there that like yeah. maybe in, in the UK we don't get that much Japanese culture here really, unless you're yeah. into it. Yeah. You know, David Speed was on the podcast the other yeah. week and he loves Japanese wrestling. That's oh, like his thing. Oh my thing, God, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But, oh, wow. um, but it's not a huge unless it's kind of, you've, you've got a niche with it. But I suppose like you say in, in Japan, you, you're surrounded with like a lot of Western culture. So you kind of already maybe have a bit of a, a yeah. mind for it. Definitely. Yeah. I never, this is the thing. I never knew till I moved here like a, People like uh, really say like Japan is something really like different from other country. I never, obviously, I never knew because I grew up there. So I, I thought, ah, oh, interesting. But to be honest, English people and Japanese people kind of similar. Maybe like an island mentality or ex-colonial <laughs> mentality. No, I don't know. But I think it's like a politeness or somewhat of like, a, like you said, the welcoming, right? When you went there to Japan, I felt to move to London, I felt more welcome than I moved to New York. Or New York people, for me, is a little bit more cutthroat, but here is like a quite like sweet, and at the same time kind of polite. Okay, a bit sometimes a bit like not that sweet, but I think English people are generally like to me, it's really sweet. I think generally, yeah, right? I think we're pretty all right, right? in the so grand scheme of things. Yeah, exactly. I think London in general, anyway, because yeah. a lot of people. Uh, in London have quite a open-minded mentality anyway and it's a, I think yeah. yeah it's quite an open kind of city but how was growing up in in Tokyo how was it a place to, to I, live yeah I think it I would say it's pretty I, I I almost think something is different in my household that uh, um, my mom she's a social worker she she used to have a like a place to take care of mostly schizophrenic people, but to come in and like a day uh, kind of, how to say, day house that they come in and do some job or find a job or eat together. Like find some space in the, the society. It was like a social kind of, uh, um, how to say. <laughs> Suddenly I lost my English, sorry. But yeah, like to find their spot in this kind of, you know, connection to the, to the society. So she's very told me about like individuality, like, you know, to be yourself. And in Japan, it's very rare, I think, even like Tokyo or like anywhere, because we really, really wait on harmonizing. That's why like Japan is like, people say like all kind and clean and polite. I was like... uh, not so much because my mom said just be you do your thing but same time take your responsibility as well so I think growing up in Japan it's felt a little bit too tight I would always wanted to get out but same time I learned to harmonize with people as well so kind of balancing out a little bit but I guess like uh, compared to other Japanese people probably I'm much more like rubble like <laughs> just a bit more out there yeah. but yeah generally like I, I I love all the 
I, I love Japan, obviously love Japan and Japanese culture. And then that is affects me massively. Yeah. So, but, but being like a bit of a rebel, maybe was that um, one of the things that kind of led you into the street art world? Maybe? I would say so, because I kind of like it to do something like a cheeky or like a little bit of a, not naughty, but like something like just out there like you know I don't really nothing really hold me back usually so once I moved to London and then first like I started to live in Neil Street and then I made a friends in the studio just literally off the street like a Quaker Street so just just literally off the brick lane and then I started seeing a lot of street art so it's immediately like okay Let's just do something. This is this looks fun, like literally like that. And then, then yeah, you were quite right about that. Yeah. And you had no formal art training, is that right? Yeah, no, I don't. But being for, being a makeup artist, you've obviously I got like a, a a skill and a talent for like creativity. Probably like a good with the brushes, I guess. Yeah, right. <laughs> healthy, yeah. healthy with the brushes, uh, just there. I think, yeah. But yeah, I think it that that did help, especially now. I I feel helping more the shading or doing more canvas work. But yeah. Yeah, I think I first encountered your work around off Brick Lane, around kind of Bacon Street, um, maybe like. 2010 or something yeah. like that around yeah. that time yeah. there was doors with the with the with the bars on them yes. and the 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 women the bitches you yeah. call them yeah, yeah. we'll get onto that in a bit they were um sort of behind the bars yeah it's great to street yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and you were kind of um you were you were doing those works yeah. illegally weren't you and yeah. they were kind of pre-prepared clandestine yeah. placed up yeah. and um they stood out as something quite different at the time okay. I think there wasn't um there weren't a huge amount of female street artists around at that time yeah I guess yeah no and there weren't many people doing stuff with nudes and stuff like that as well and stuff yeah. that was quite overtly kind of sexual yeah. in in that kind of way 100% yeah how did that sort of come about <laughs> I know I was like I was wondering for a long long time so when I started 2009 summer I started to make like a little stickers that start from that and then one of the photographer um street art photographer like an OG photographer took a picture and put it on a flicker and then I, I come, came across actually she he emailed me to ask my like street art name I haven't had any I actually called myself first you know what Miss S. Skull, because I thought like a skull is always like a street art or graph people think. So I thought Miss Saki Skull, it's a bit lame, but that was my first name, I thought, but I didn't like it. And then, then my partner or boyfriend said to me, I asked him, it's like, what should I say? And then he said, oh, Saki, do something. I said, oh, that's shit. And then... Sorry, is it okay? Swear? I don't know this podcast. Swear, yeah, right, swear. Cool. We put we put yeah. a little we put a little explicit thing on the uh, right. on the podcast thing, Phew. so it's okay. fine. Don't cool, worry cool. about it. <laughs> so oh, good. So he came up second bitches. I thought, okay, second bitches. But anyway, I specifically just keep painting like it's like you say, it's quite like nudity, but it's like quite sexualized like a blood draw hypersexualized yeah it, it's really like a big bum big boobs and then I I liked it because that nothing really else to interest me to paint was that, was that the first thing that you yeah. like, stumbled on yeah well, also I actually realized now I remember 
So when I moved to London, I started collecting like a sex card from the phone box because used to be in Tokyo or Japan as well, but they banned. So I haven't seen it for a long, long time. So I started collecting them. Mm-hmm. Then I started kind of imitate the image from the sex card, but somehow the, make it really like a bigger boost than the actual already are. So yeah, I think it, that, that's the focus. So start from 2009 and solidly do in Australia till probably 2015. Around 2016, I, I kind of really decreased my street like presence. But all this time, I didn't know why I'm painting the, the, the subject I am I'm been doing. I have no idea. Simply, I just like them and nothing else interests me to do. And people ask me all the time, like street tour, like street like photographer, or just generally people's like, oh, why do you do it? And I keep saying, oh, because I love them. Don't you think it's beautiful? It's really cool. And then uh, somehow makes me really feel like good as well. That's my answer. And then people say, oh, because you're feminist, you're free, free nipples. I say, yeah, that, of course, but... Yeah, like uh, something is not clicking in my head to saying, like, that's the reason. No, but I, I, I have no idea. I always say, like, oh, because I like them. But around 2016, I guess, like, a Me Too movement came up. And then I started to hearing a lot of people's, like, uh, testimonials or, like, a video, like, documentary about a uh, female started to talk about, like, certain sexual assault or sexual kind of trauma or harassment, anything like that. And then some video I'm watching about the uh, the sexual assault or rape victim talk about their story. And then something's like, ha, huh, that happened to me. It, it, it's crazy to hear that, that I almost forget. But I didn't forget, but I almost pushed that back of my head and didn't think about it for such a long time and then I started learning how uh, sexual assault survivors heal themselves or the way they deal with the trauma is either mainly two way is one is uh, withdrawal from sex completely or really hard to interact with like intimate or sexual relationship or either go like overboard like hypersexualize themselves almost like a quite uh obsessed with sex or dress them like a self really sexualize themselves and i realized myself doing it also i was expressing uh because of something is in me that needed to kind of like cry for help almost or trying to heal through the art and then everything start clicking it's like no wonder how that point I started is literally like when I started the the July, but incident happened in end of May 2009. So I never painted any naked girl before. <laughs> happened. But that time I didn't have anybody, no friends. Like I said, I moved here without anything. So I didn't even know what to do. Or I didn't even know what happened to me. But art somehow, somehow because I moved to East London and came across street art or a lot of artists and I somehow find a way to kind of heal myself that way, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, firstly, so sorry that that happened. And it's 
awful. It's really interesting, like you say, that that was the um, that was the the vehicle, the process for yeah. you to 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 learn to kind of heal with it, and yeah. and then at that certain point, it was like, wow, this is why I'm why I'm doing this and you you managed to kind of get that um clarity out of it yeah it's funny how I would keep doing it so 2009 to 2016 how many years I don't I can't calculate but yeah so seven years I was doing without like knowing it what I was doing probably I don't know good or bad but it it may be good because I have no idea why I was doing it but I, I was obsessively painting it so it kind of made myself to skill up and heal myself through it without knowing what I'm doing. So I guess I am. that's why I always, art is always there with me for no matter what. So I dedicate, I'm a devoted to art because end of the day, even without knowing what art did to me or been doing for me, something's telling me it's like a, you, she, or art save my life or save you know yeah save my life so that's why I just do everything for art honestly yeah yeah, yeah. and your art now it's um is developed like you 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 said you haven't painted on the streets for a little while now yeah. and that's like there's been a little notable absence there I know to yeah be honest. there's, there's absolutely like, a reason there's to a little my... sake shaped gap like in the streets now <laughs> I'm trying where, to get the, where there used to be you I know. there's still a few pieces hanging on you know is it yeah do you know in, uh, yeah do you know in Columbia Road oh shoot yeah you know the wooden piece that yeah. you did where you did yes. like four boxes yes, around layers, a lamppost. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Layers, yeah. Still there. And as you turn them round, yeah. they have like different faces and characters yes. in each bit and they build up different bits. Kind of like a kid's toy. That's right. That's but exactly what I made, yeah. It's almost faded now. You need to go and repaint it because everyone that goes past, they always interact with I'm that. I'm so happy to... To be honest, Gary, I actually have it. I actually have a two set of box that I needed to paint it. I've been meaning to do it. But now is it timing you tell me so i actually gotta do it so one one day you'll see it saki back out on the streets where she belongs (laughs) oh my god yeah exactly i need to get back but since you haven't been doing stuff on the streets um your work has developed now and the style of your work is um like i said you had no formal art training but like if you looked at your paintings and your drawings now yeah you wouldn't know that Really, like they, oh, are, they are leveled up to a point that, um, yeah, your drawing in particular is um, beautiful. Your paintings, you're getting that kind of painterly realism style yeah. in it. So the similar subject, yeah. but but before it was very kind of cartoony. Yeah. Whereas yeah, now it's so. like very painterly, isn't it? And yeah. that transition's been beautiful to watch. Oh, thank you so much. I'm really happy to hear that. Yeah. I think it, uh, I'm at a point probably, this is quite like a... Again, I realized like I used to, or most of us probably in the in the modern art world sense that most of the inspiration or somewhat of theme is always based on a pop culture. Not not everybody, but majority, like just me as well. I love like pop culture. Pop culture was my kind of religion, and then most like I, I can see most of the artists nowadays like you know, certain elements, it's always like a pop culture media, uh, definitely hugely influenced. And I just love that. I've been loving so much. But I guess something is telling me to uh, started to kind of uh, get the in- 
inspiration or kind of feeling from myself, I guess, then then that's brought into canvases. Also, I guess started to paint in inside is like got more um, control. That was the reason, again, I'm so, like, I'm badly perfectionist. There's so much ego. It's like, I don't want to do the shit one. And then when I lost the studio of the uh, Brick Lane, Quaker Street one, I couldn't do those cutout, wooden cutout. So that means, like, so as you see the one that behind the bars, that was, I painted on the plywood, I cut out and I screw screw onto the wall. And I did a lot of those things when I had a studio. But then I lost it, so I started doing a spray paint. But for me, it's like a really hard to control. Also, because of subject matter, when I actually try to, how to say it, like exaggerate the characteristic of the female, like, uh, for example, if I did a big head and then big boobs, it's a bit like kiddish and then the kind of like, I don't want to go for that end of it. Like, I don't want to make it too young looking girl, like naked. Uh, also, I didn't actually have much skill or idea to make it work still for my style, my like theme, but with a spray paint. So I kind of withdraw from it because I just couldn't really figure out how to put it in the right way for me. So after I lost studio, I started painting my house. And then time, I had a pretty tough relationship with my ex-partner even though like this is a kind of thing people must understand like a lot of uh, uh, emotionally quite challenging or abusive relationship is not black and white so it was really tough for me to uh, how to kind of navigate so instead of that which I try so hard but it didn't work out but same time, I have to kind of escape or recruit into my art. So in a way, good for me works that way that more and more the relationships go harder and harder, more and more I get into my art and then almost pour my heart into artwork. So getting more cartoony thing was just a show. But when I started to really look into myself, to kind of protect myself and then express myself in inside of my art is more personal, getting more personal, I guess. So style change and then just amount of time I spend with art is like a lot. <laughs> so in the, in, in the end of it, it works out really well. And like I said, art is always here with me. No matter what happened, the day I cry, I couldn't talk to anybody, but art is always here with me always 24 7 so yeah yeah it sounds deeply deeply personal to you yeah. it sounds like it's um a real healing process yeah. for all of these things yeah. that you've well that people that people go through but specifically that you've gone through and it feels like that's your kind of your outlet yeah but it's a it's a really positive outlet it comes out in a in a way where your artwork kind of just gets better and yeah. levels up and talking about it being very very personal as well yeah. people have been painting nudes and nudity mm. since people have been painting but you don't often see people painting nudes of themselves and that's something that i've, I've seen you doing more yeah. recently yeah. it seems like such a brave thing to do <laughs> it seems yeah. yeah like a real oh, um is it 
I mean, doing artwork or doing anything creative, you're putting yourself out there yeah. to be kind of judged and to be, yeah. and it's a there's a permanence to it in yeah. a sense as well. Yeah. Doing it the way that you do it, where you're doing the kind of nudes of yourself, it feels very brave and it looks, from my perspective anyway, yeah. like someone empowered. Oh, really? It looks like someone taking ownership of themselves and their art in it all in one. So happy to hear if you feel that, honestly. Yeah, I really do. Oh, it really? really? It really looks oh. that way. Is that how it kind of yeah, is for you, man. do you think? I think so. I mean, maybe more so, you, including you, like a lot of people knew. Till 2021, I never show my face. Nobody knew. I, I even hesitate to take a picture of my hands when I'm painting. I mean, I don't mind just meeting on the street. If somebody come up to me and then uh, Yusaki or Galilee, like I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not hiding my face, but I, I purposefully uh, not showing my face. It's not only because I used to do the illegal. Even I stopped doing the street art, I don't show my face because I guess I didn't have much confidence in my face. So I feel like a little bit hesitate to do it. So since I separated from my ex-partner, I started to realize like this is 12 years I, I've been with this guy and he's amazing. Of course, he did so much to me. Um, but same time, I needed to, we needed to go separate way to grow. You know, we couldn't go each other. We stifling each other. So we just go separate way. But I realized who am I? I almost forgot who am I because I know Saki and Bridges or I know my art so well, but I don't know f Saki. Absolutely no idea. So I started to basically, one actually big factor is like I met this photographer guy, uh, friends, then he took a picture of me and then I started to realize, okay, I look kind of, it, it, it almost like a very real, like I look vulnerable, you know, but kind of calm. And then I don't see me like that. I'd never really see myself in the mirror either. So, and then I started to kind of take a picture of myself and then started draw them instead of just taking a picture. Okay, I put a lot of selfie these days, but <laughs> but I started to, oh God. Um, I started to draw to use it as a reference. And there's something, again, that the theme of this talk is almost like a healing or therapeutic thing. There's a certain things that uh, makes me feel like, okay, I'm cool with that. I actually kind of understand Saki now a little more. And that's probably the way it seems like I'm dealing with certain things happen. I kind of seek art to heal me or like a therapy kind of way of just... That that was the reason I started doing it. But then still, I feel quite nervous. I, I, I feel like, oh, is this too personal? But I, I think it, it's working. And now I'm actually more than ever comfortable within me. Like, I'm talking to you like this. Like, I never thought like, this is the first podcast I ever done doing it. So I never thought I'd actually talk to somebody like this much about my personal stuff ever. So, it's really beautiful and I'm yeah. yeah I really appreciate how open you can be about this stuff I mean, as well you and you that. sound like you're really kind of on um yeah you've really kind of um found like 
the place of your artwork in yourself and your reasoning behind it all and yeah. you've really you seem like you're in a very comfortable place with it now 100 percent. and the f- funny like I, I said like everything is almost like after the fact ha that was the reason and the kind of sweet thing about it because I'm not aiming to okay I needed to heal let's do the art therapy which is good probably people should do it really but somehow naturally just I came across street art in the area just like a you know then like this the opportunity to talk about it because of you in the street art you know world so it, it, I'm so honored and I appreciate this kind of moment to just like yeah yeah <laughs> Oh, nice one, Saki. Oh, That's you. beautiful. Do you um do you work with any other artists or like is there anyone else that kind of inspires you? Um, I I guess like all all of my crew, like gums and tons, boys and girls, uh, they they are like sweet, like a uh, sweet as hell. <laughs> and then whenever I paint with them, which is very rare, sorry guys, like I should really get out more. I'm trying, I'm trying, trying, but uh, they they are like a different styles, uh, you know, skills and everything. So they always inspire me. But my mainly, I tend to kind of work, especially like I'm now like so-called like studio artists like <laughs> I doing a lot of inside stuff I'm a house cat so I tend to kind of work by myself but I would love to honestly I really wanted to get back into the street so then I would like to collaborate with because I guess like when I was healing myself or either recruit myself I tend to really cut off all the kind of outside world as well so only art and me and it was a bit it's good for me to skill up, but like <laughs> a bit too much. I, I, I tend to like I lose balance. So I would love to to collaborate with other artists on the streets. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, nice. Um, just your show as well. Like recently, you did a you did a, an exhibition. Yeah. And it looked great. Thank you. I didn't make it down, sorry. Oh, but no, it looked, don't but worry it about great. it. No, and, it's a um, Western, like a, it's a bit different area. I felt yeah, weird. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, you're, <laughs> you're doing a show in the West End now. I know, like, would what? you have envisaged that that would have, that that would have happened, you know, when you're doing a, and it was a proper paintings exhibition, Thank wasn't you. it? Yeah, and it was. How, how did that feel for you? Did it feel like that was a kind of uh, a moment, like a, like a point in your career? I would say that only because of like, okay, facts that, that it was in the West End is kind of like a fantasy kind of setting or looking thing. But um, more to the point, probably that there is a month after physically I separate from my partner. I only had... I actually made the whole painting. Guys, listen, girls and guys, <laughs> just check my website. Actually, website not updated, so don't check. But uh, the big painting, 13 pieces in one month and a week. Wow. I know. It, don't do it crazy. But, <laughs> but that was the kind of almost like, a, it's not a good idea. It wasn't. Never, ever. But... I think it the achievement to prove myself again back to the healing as well that to kind of challenge myself to pour everything out of myself and then came out beautifully and then refined that was definitely the moment something changed also since that show I kind of changed my um, artist name as Jasaki because I felt like almost comfortable also 
about started talking about this why second bitches started and then like you said it's so changed from beginning of the Shia to now it's the the the, the bitches or girls are changed because how I changed as well and I still use second bitches I sign my pieces feeling second bitches I do it I never lose my name but I started to feel I'm comfortable just being Saki and then, then I'm quite happy about so that show was quite meaningful in the two sense my personal kind of um graduation from the last like chapter also arts arts like career wise it's just changed massively yeah yeah definitely so maybe like the the Saki and bitches is a kind of persona that you that you were sort of maybe hiding behind hundred percent and then the and now you've just come out fully as Saki yeah and Saki the artist as well yeah like the actual I'm confident that I'm a proper artist now hundred percent you you on on it yeah definitely I think Saki and bitches now is like a I separate myself like I, like you said I was behind it that's never shown my face because I almost feel like oh, what's the point to show my face also doesn't need to show it but now second bitches are one of like my actual art style but not me mm-hmm. I am here and then I am the one creating I was always thinking art is kind of I'm a slave for my creation but now I realize ah no I'm the master. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, never I never thought that to be honest. Yeah. Amazing. And what's the future holding for you? Oh, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah. Um lot of things. But I, I guess like uh to think about like I create a lot of pieces, but uh especially uh, listen, like since 2018, I'm mainly like uh, ridiculously doing a lot of show, which is amazing. I'm really fortunate that, that somebody, some galley asked me to do the show, but I almost haven't got enough time to do private work. And I wanted to kind of dig deep into my personal study, like oil painting. I really would like to study more expression of oil. I would like to, or pencil drawing, I really love. And I wanted to refine myself on that as well. So I really would like to focus on my private project and then then find a gallery afterwards, not the gallery asked me to do it. Although it's a nice gallery, I'm, I'm welcome. I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, any galleries out yes, there? Yes, uh, uh, any gallery, <laughs> call me. <laughs> I don't think you struggle to get any no. exhibitions anymore in galleries. I mean, you know, I try my best. <laughs> yeah. Anything that you would kind of um, give as advice to a, um, to a young artist starting up, but particularly a, 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 maybe a female yeah. artist or someone trying to, not even an artist, but someone trying to kind of forge their own career in the creative world. Yeah. Also to the male as well, but female, any gender, to be honest, not only two, but any gender will suffer in the perception of uh, this society make it us to kind of fail, (laughs) to be just us. Just, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a victim or I'm a, I'm, I'm a guilty of that too. But especially like, in the city, London, or modern society, people tend to kind of see it's like, oh, e- easy to give up or easy to kind of in the mind give up. Like, it, it, I understand it's really hard. Like, people say, oh, you have to make money, you have to live. I totally understand. I'm not going to say like, oh, you should carry on doing, keep on pushing. I, 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 I'm more realistic 
but I think it's a mindset that that you can really change in any like industry, but especially for creative industry, if you want to get into it. And it's a like I said, it's just good to have it as a hobby or expression for your life. It's it's so precious the art or any creative thing. So not to, to make money or career out of it would be amazing, of course. But just you gotta kind of make time for it. It sounds like easy, as I'm just telling, like, oh, you guys have to make time for it. But you you kind of change the mindset that you could be somebody. And then that was the word that my friends in the old studio of the Brick Lane told me when I started doing it. Oh, Saga, you could be famous. You could be somebody. He didn't mean anything. But that changed my mind. So people around us or society told us like, oh, you, you are not, not that, you know, or I myself to say, oh, no, I'm not that. But no, 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 you are something. You could make something out of it. Just um, anything to just the kind of change mindset to be somebody that you are never thought you could be. But you can be anybody you could actually become anybody want just mindset even though it sounds like corny and easy but truly I felt even this six months I changed so much and then I thought wow that the the mindset is the main thing so just carry on even littlest thing yeah I think you've given yourself that opportunity to be in touch with yourself through your artwork and that's given you that connection to be able to believe in yourself definitely and also the for the artists or probably musician in any any art industry as well but especially the painters illustrator just just have to do it like muscle memory you know that right like you gotta do the amount of work every day it's like a like workout which I don't do, but uh, like muscle kind of training. Yeah. And that is really helps because then you can express what you want to express in your head because you've got a skill in your hands. That helps both thing, I guess. Yeah. What's the thing that you miss the most from Japan? That you wish you, oh my God, yeah. I, did you? Yeah, yeah. And I was, oh. I was up in the mountains there once oh. and there's like this, these villages where you just oh. see like the steam coming yes. out the ground all around the village. Oh and it's just God. amazing. It's don't magical, isn't it? I know. Don't tell me now. Oh and I went to the God. hot springs with the monkeys in it oh as well. Oh my God, did you? Yeah, I haven't amazing. even been. Oh my God, Gary. Yeah. I think hot spring is the one. Also like a just general public bath. Yeah. Like, even, like, hot spring is, like, a okay, in Tokyo, like, the middle of Tokyo, you don't get it, but we have, like, a little public bath, so I tend to go, like, every week. Mm. They nearly didn't let me in because I had tattoos. Oh, uh, did you, do you have a tattoo? Yeah, and yeah. Did they actually say something? Yeah, but because I was, like, Western and from the UK, they let me in, but normally there's, like, no yeah, tattoos no because tattoo. they think you're maybe Yakuza or something. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. That's why I don't Which have a tattoo. Which is like the Japanese mafia. Thing, yeah. Isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. I I would love to have a tattoo, but I don't have none of it. Like I I really always wanted to have a tattoo, but purely reason that to go to the hot spring anytime, public bath anytime. That's why I don't have any tattoo in my body. Oh, do you think that's maybe a um, convoluted way for the the Japanese society to kind of 
keep people in control and not have tattoos? Do you think the Yakuza is an excuse, maybe? Po- for possible, people to not do potentially. That? Just putting that out there. Yeah. But anyway, we're on the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm actually going to lose those. Just chucking that. out yeah. some <laughs> Japanese conspiracies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah right. But, yeah. <laughs> but definitely hot spring. And a soba noodle. In, in London, there's no soba noodle. Udon noodle, yes. But soba noodle is needed to be a good water. I guess like a. This this water in London is a bit hard and then shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they can't make it. But yeah, that too thing definitely. Yeah. Oh, Saki, do you know what? You you are so inspirational, and um, it's been such a privilege to to host you on your first ever podcast. Oh, thank you so much, Gary. I, I hope this I, is the first of many. I mean, I, yeah, I would love to, but it was it was like perfect. And then thank you so much for. Honestly, like at the topics I talked or subjects I talked is quite like, you know, deep and heavy for some. So thank you for you actually listening to me. You I know? think it's really important for you to talk about those things and talk about them from from the honest place that you are. And I think that um, I think if other people can um, can get something out of that, which I'm sure they will, then you've done a, a really good service by um, by by opening up like that. And I appreciate it. Uh, it, it if that's so, I'm honored. Thank you so, so much. Take care, Saki. Thank you so much. It was fun. Oh, so much fun. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. You can find more info about Saki on her Instagram. There's a link in the episode description. And you can also follow us at Alternative LDN to see upcoming guests and to tell us who you want to hear. The podcast is now fortnightly, so subscribe wherever you're listening to get the new episodes as they are released. You've been listening to the Alternative London podcast with me, Gary Means, edited by Stu Ballingall. See you next time. Thank you.